With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Cycle Talk Show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news. Trends. The people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. How are you? I hope you're having a good time across the fruited plain. It's a cold one, no matter where you are, but uh, the Midwest and across the, uh, well, above the Mason-Dixon line anyway, it is uh, chilly to say the least. It's colder in Iowa where we are at the iHeart Studios than, guess what, than it is on Mount Everest, than it is in Alaska or Antarctica. Okay, it's that cold. Not good for us. No, and keep your pets uh, nearby. If it's too cold for you, I guarantee it's too cold for your pets outdoors. Uh, over the weekend, Supercross landed in Oakland. Next up, San Diego, Saturday, February 2nd. That's coming up. How did they all finish at Supercross in Oakland? The 450 Supercross results included a number three finish by Mr. Blake Baggett. Marvin Muskin in second. Cooper Webb with a 450 win. Nice job out of Coop. 250 Supercross West results include number three, Colt Nichols, number two, Dylan Ferrandez. Am I saying that right? Ferrandez. Yes, Ferrandez. that's it. Ferrandez. Yeah. Ferrandez. And then uh, Adam Cianzarello uh, in the number one spot. So, again, coming up, San Diego, September 2nd, followed uh, by the following February weekend. February 2, not September, did, but did I say really September? close. You did. I'm sorry. Uh, Saturday, February 2nd, and then Minneapolis comes a calling on uh, Saturday, February 9th. So, full slate of uh, great racing action there. And with uh, hot topics uh, let's go to our own pj duran pj what's going on well first of all our best wishes to one malcolm smith uh motorcycle and racing legend unfortunately injured uh i saw that the 25th uh, on a golf course unfortunately and uh, just the, the best to him he and his family he got um, hit by a golf cart he got hit by a golf cart unfortunately as i read the story it would seem uh, potentially it was an accident of course uh the gentleman he was golfing with uh just uh, was in the wrong gear. Let's leave it at that. And, and that uh, was the uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon Invitational, I think, the, uh, <laughs> the golf event. What? Uh, what? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then further in uh, further news, the uh, this past weekend saw the culmination of the International Island Classic in Australia. We had a very strong U.S. team. Unfortunately, we fell to the home Australian team, but we sure made a race of it. Um Notables from the event, uh, Josh Hayes won in race four. Yep. He uh, did wonderfully. He, he did great over the weekend. He was third overall in the International Classic, or International Challenge, as it were. Uh, the U.S. came second. New Zealand came third as a team. Steve Martin uh, came in first in the individual, along with Aaron Morrison second. The other notable event was, unfortunately, uh, our own Jason Pridmore was injured. He is yep. currently recovering with a broken leg. Um 
and prognosis good. Uh, there were uh, there was another gentleman from Australia injured, but our best out to Jason Pridmore as well. We hope he has a speedy recovery. PJ, I know uh, motocross to nation is now what four months in our rear view, rear view mirror, but uh, there was a team uh, that was uh, fined, I believe, and it was also uh, proven out that they had a, a different kind of fuel. Uh, as per, um, or they're being required to use, and obviously they didn't meet the requirements, so fine, and I think knocked out of uh, contention. What do you know about that? I don't, but I can get on finding out something about it. I was unaware of that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know what your thoughts are. I mean, you've been a, a, a wrench and uh, parts expert. What does it mean and, and, and why? It's like a guy who jumps out of a, a UFC cage and attacks a member of the audience. That actually it's, happened. It's and related it, to that? That's a half a million dollar fine Ooh. plus six months, right? I can only imagine. Yeah, and you're lucky if you ever get to compete again, yeah, right? If, you, if you're going to be in a cage, in a boxing ring, or on a mat, or whatever, competing, and you can't control that because a fan is mouthing off to you, wrong game. Wrong game to be in, absolutely. And we've seen, uh, in regards to fuel, we've seen this uh, happen in other motorsports mm. around the world, and certainly here in the U.S. It's not the first time, so... I'll dig into that. All right. Todd Hammock due up in hour number two. Trevor Stewart will be joining us as well, hour number two. Hour number one, our third guest on the hour, Tristan Avery, uh, Lee Collins, uh, WHR Motorsports, going to be joining us at about the 20 break or so. But we start the hour off with Tommy Hayden. He is the oldest brother, of the course, uh, of the great Hayden family. He joins us now. Uh, Tommy, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for uh, holding through the news. We we kind of we start the show a little differently when Tony and and Roman are are gone because there are actually things we want to talk about <laughs> and they wouldn't want any part of it. But welcome back, bud. How are you? How are you? And how's the family? I'm doing well, and uh, the family's doing well. So um, yeah, I'm here in Kentucky and just uh, bracing for some cold weather that's coming in. Probably the same for you guys. Yes, unfortunately it is. Tommy, first of all, congratulations on your recently announced um, new role with the Estenson Racing Squad. Um, and this is for flat track. Uh, and, and road race, right? Tommy, you're the overseeing all of their racing efforts? Yes, uh, primarily the dirt track. That's the main focus okay. of uh, Estenson Racing. And then we're uh, partnering with Attack Racing and Richard Stamboli with uh, J.D. Beach as the rider there. So, um, you know, Richard and uh, his team there at Attack, they're handling pretty much all the day-to-day activities and, um, you know, most everything there. We've just uh, come on board as a partner and uh, getting involved with that and uh, was able to give J.D. opportunity to, to move up and compete in Superbike kind of at the 12th hour. And then on the dirt track side, yes, uh, quite a big operation that uh, our team owner, Tim Estenson, has um, signed up for, I guess, uh, with five rider team, three in the twins class and two in the singles class. And we're um, based out of Phoenix, Arizona, <clears throat> and just a, <laughs> a lot to get ready in a short amount of time, but it's going smooth and everyone's working hard and we're looking forward to it. Tommy, you're you're uh, widely known as one of the hardest working guys in the industry. So the question is, is this the only gig you're doing? Because I know you've been 
extremely deeply involved in a bunch of other things very recently. Is this taking the place of those or is this just another thing that you're wearing a hat to do? Uh, well, this is my primarily, I would say my primary responsibility for 2019. I am involved in um, a lot of other things on the smaller side. Uh, I previously worked at Monster Energy for five years and overseeing pretty much all of their road racing stuff globally from MotoGP, World Superbike, you know, Moto America, really any road racing in the world. So I was uh, kind of managed all of those agreements and relationships and any of the sponsorship contracts. So uh, I am no longer doing that. So it um, would have been difficult to do both. Right. Um, so um looking forward to looking forward to this though this is different and to be back in dirt track where really it all started for me and my family um this far into my career is pretty unique and uh it's exciting tommy hayden our guest here on pit pass moto part of the evergreen podcast production or family of podcasts look for them online evergreenpodcast.com uh, a big and, and diverse uh, uh, set of shows by the way you'll find on that website evergreenpodcast.com and i know you'll enjoy a, a, a lot of it including this very program new website by the way and uh, I wanted to wait and roll it out until Tommy said yes on the show, and we got her done. So take a look at it, pitpassmoto.com. Tommy, let's talk a bit about how this haul started, uh, this team and your endeavor with Estenson uh, uh, team. Um, you know, quite honestly, um, I had left Monster Energy at the end of the season and was planning on taking a break for a while. It's been a, a challenging last couple of years with uh, with a lot going on and uh, I just kind of was knew I wanted to do something different but I wasn't quite sure what um, you know I had a great experience there at Monster and there's uh, great people there and I learned so much from um, some very smart people there so um, that was great I have nothing bad to say about my time there uh, but I, I kind of wanted to do something different and I wasn't quite sure what and I knew if I didn't kind of step off the the edge that you know I may look up and be there another five years which wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a bad thing I, I enjoyed my time there but I just felt like there was more out there and new challenges and but I wasn't really quite sure what so I was prepared just to take some time off and maybe even a year <laughs> um, and enjoy things a little bit more and try to figure out what was next for me. And, um, you know, out of the blue, you know, I got a call from Tim Estenson, the, the owner of the team, and he heard that uh, I wasn't doing my, my monster thing anymore and he had this big project going and um, didn't know much about me, but uh, I guess uh, he, some people had referred him that maybe I could uh, help him helped him get this off the ground and get it going and uh, went out there and visited him and seen seen what he was doing and um, quite honestly I, when I went out there I didn't have high expectations but I wanted to give it a chance and and uh, see what they were doing and I guess every minute I spent spent out there and every day the the days afterwards, as I thought about it, I just became more and more interested. I really liked Tim. Uh, I think he's a great guy. 
Um, and I feel like I can uh, learn learn a lot from him. He's a very successful guy. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, every day that passed, I became more excited and more interested. And there was a, a lot to work out, um, in particular because I, I live in Kentucky and my home's here and the shop's there. So we worked out a way to make that work and a few other things. And around Christmas time, uh, we had a, uh, we agreed to, to me coming on board and just been wide open ever since. Daytona comes pretty quick. You know, the first race is March 14th, and uh, a lot of pieces have to fall into place between now and then. But we're getting there, and we will get there. It's just uh, between now and then is uh, going to be busy. Tommy, uh, clearly you're going to be busy. How are you finding, as I understand, your one of your many responsibilities? I'm sure on this team uh, you have more than one, but is sponsorship development, potentially marketing. How are you finding the the landscape of the sponsorship and marketing uh, realms in as it pertains to our our national flat track series certainly things have changed somewhat since probably your last involvement in this series yes for sure flat tracks came a long way in particular in the last few years i would say is really when it um made its biggest steps um and i've been you know i've been a fan of flat track and that's never never been able to get that out of my system so i've followed the races and the series as much as i could the last several years, I've been, you know, um, happy to see that that it was on such a an upward twin, uh, upward trend. So there's definitely a lot uh, more opportunities uh, in in flat track. They have a nice little TV package, um, you know, that uh, maybe caught some of those last year. That's encouraging. They got a full full race schedule hitting um, a lot of different markets around the country, uh, some uh, bigger ones than we've seen ever before. So, uh, you know, that's all very interesting. Uh, it's a little bit difficult just to come in in January. You know, most, most all budgets are finished and completed, so it's difficult to do a lot. But uh, there is a lot of interest in flat track. People know about it. They want to be involved. So that's been good. I have been able to um some uh, some sponsors that here at the 12th hour that uh the team and i are very excited about and uh bringing a few brands into flat track that hasn't been there before that i think will be not only good for the team but good for the series um you know we're not ready to announce those just yet but we've got a lot of exciting stuff happening that's great news, and it it heartens all of us race fans, uh, Tommy, as I'm sure it does you, uh, regardless of discipline that you're talking about, getting uh, sponsors and brands into the sport that haven't been there before can only serve to, to broaden the, the appeal, broaden the audience, cause, because I, I think uh, Flat Track in particular just is, is really – it's on the uptick right now, and, and capitalizing on that's uh, a good way to get more people out to the racetrack. Yes, for sure. I definitely, um, you know, uh, all the numbers are up. Uh, you know, I've been studying a lot of that in more detail the the last little bit here, and to see the the upward trend of everything, you know, all the social media numbers, the, the fans, 
the TV ratings, everything, you know, is such a, a positive thing right now. So it's good to get in now and be able to ride that a little bit. And hopefully as a team, we can do our part to, you know, help promote the sport and um, create the, the image that, that we have in mind for it that uh, will will help it grow. We're talking uh, with Tommy Hayden on the program. It's Pit Pass, brought to you in part by our friends at Hicklin Power Sports, hicklinpowersports.com online. That's where you're going to check out new and, uh, well, new and used bikes as well. But also you can make your appointments online, get your hair cut all set up and whatnot when you visit the shop. Uh, Tommy, there is, um, you know, the, the viewpoint of so many out there is that uh, they view your family as one of the very first families of our sport, no matter the discipline. That's quite a, uh, I don't know that it's a burden, but it's it's pretty cool, I think. Um, I don't know if, if, if any of you or your family, any, anybody in your family, uh, you know, races any differently because of it, but I like the way you hold yourself, and apparently so do so many others. Uh, yes, well, thank you for sure for, for saying that. That's something that's uh, very important to us and always has been. I think uh, us, you know, as my brothers and sisters, we have my parents to thank for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they always said that, you know, being good people became uh, was more important than, than uh, being good racers. So that was something they always tried to instill in us and uh still do today so uh we have them to thank for that and isn't it cool when it all comes together though and you are good racers as well (laughs) yes yes sure i mean it's uh it's a good feeling for to hear people say that and and it really does mean a lot especially after all these years um and, and many it's very easy to you know i guess um through certain successes and different stages of your life to to get away from from your true values and stuff, but uh, it's been important to us for that not to happen. Um, in, in my opinion, we've done a good job of that, but um, I hope that I hope nothing changes. We're proud of that. Cool. Cool. Uh, about 20 after the top of the hour as uh, we head to uh, our, our commercial break. Tommy, I know that there are folks out there that have been with you all these many years, sponsorship-wise, and i got to believe there's still a, a list, albeit maybe a shorter list, to, uh, you know, as you're not an active racer. But uh, are there guys out there you still want to recognize? You know, it's, it's difficult for me now because I have came in this position here, and some of those, there has been many people that supported me for years, but now with my new position, there's uh, team sponsors that were already in place and things that made more sense. So I- I've had a ton of um, uh, supporters my whole career, and um, I thank them for that. But uh, primarily my family, uh, they're the ones that's been my biggest supporters, and I would definitely uh, owe it all to them. If somebody were to offer you a red cap, and I know this to be kind of prevalent in Tennessee and Kentucky, a red cap that's uh, making what is it making America great again? Something like that. <laughs> what, is that is that something you see in in uh, Owensboro? Uh, we do see some of those. <laughs> yes, we do in Owensboro for sure. There's a lot of going on, man. I thought politics something we'd pay attention to every four years, but here in Iowa, especially in these very studios, man, I tell you what, they are thick, thick, thick. Get on the elevator. There's Dan Quayle. Get off the elevator. There's George Bush. 
just time and time again. It's amazing how many people come through this building, but uh, it's starting to get all fired up again. Well, if you're wearing it, wear it proudly. And uh, if if you're a follower of Nancy and, and uh, her buddy Chuck, uh, you know, surely uh, get online and let them know what you think. How about that? Uh, Tommy, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Best of the whole family. Okay, thanks for having me, and uh, you guys have a good evening. Thanks. You too. Tommy Hayden heads to the pits. Coming up, the WHR Motorsports' Lee Collins is going to be joining us. He's next on Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast family, evergreenpodcast.com. A wide range and a wide variety of lifestyle and niche programming. Our network features a myriad of it. Entertaining shows rooted in high creative values and production quality. This is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Chad Reed with Juju. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.